from the Edwin Cardinal O'Brien Pastoral Center in Washington, D.C., home base for the Archdiocese for the Military Services, USA. This is Catholic Military Life, the official podcast of the Archdiocese. Here now your moderator, Public Affairs Director Taylor Henry. Thank you, Elizabeth LaSalle. Today is my pleasure to be talking to Bishop-elect Joseph L. Coffey, who was appointed by Pope Francis on January 22, 2019, to be one of two new auxiliary bishops for the Archdiocese for the Military Services, the other one being Father Bill Mom. Father Coffey, thank you so much for talking to me today. You're welcome, Taylor. It's a real pleasure and honor to be with you today. Uh, so, uh, tell me about your background, Father Coffee. I'm looking at your bio, and it's uh, uh, a little unusual in that you spent uh, time on your own in Europe before you entered the priesthood. Uh, catch us up on all that. Okay, well, I grew up Catholic, baptized as a baby, and went to Catholic grade school, high school, and college and seminary. But before I went to seminary, I had a little bit of uh, adventures in Europe. I... Right after college, I went to LaSalle College in Philadelphia, and I really wasn't sure what I was going to do with my future. I was an English and French major, having spent my junior year of college uh, studying French at the Sorbonne. And I thought, maybe I'll give something back to the Archdiocese of Philadelphia. So I was a school teacher for one year in Catholic grade school for fifth grade. And I really loved it, but I realized after about a week or two that I was not meant to be a Catholic grade school teacher. But I gave it my best for the whole year, and I really did enjoy the year. I ended up in Switzerland as a ski instructor, and then when the snow melted, I still needed a job. And I loved being in Europe. So my brother, uh, Tom, had been with Military Car Sales. That's a company based out of New York that sells cars all over the world to our U.S. military. Basically offered me a job and said I could go to Germany. So I took a job with Military Car Sales. And I thought to myself, I'll give it a year, and even if I don't like it, I'll, I'll work hard and just see, see what, how it goes. And that ended up being five years. So I, I ended up selling Japanese cars to American soldiers in Germany and Belgium. <laughs> and it was at that time that I, um, I actually remember thinking, well, this is fine, but what am I going to do when I grow up? And I wasn't really sure what the next step would be. And uh, at, at some point near that time, at the end, I, I think I discovered my vocation was actually to be a priest. And I think, I'm not a psychologist, but I think I was subconsciously running from that vocation because I never really thought about it at all, even though a few people over the years had said to me, had you ever thought about becoming a priest? And I had always said, no, no, I don't think that's for me. But at the tender age of 30, I did enter the seminary at St. Charles Borromeo in Philadelphia, and I never looked back. And now here I am today as a Navy chaplain and about to be a bishop, which is pretty hard to believe. But um, enough people told me that it's happening, so I guess I have to believe it. How did you end up in the Navy? Well, that's a great question. I was in the seminary studying to be a priest for Philadelphia when I met a recruiter. And I, I have told the recruiter since then that their work really can change someone's life forever because it honestly did for me. I was in St. Charles studying to be a priest in Philadelphia when one day an Air Force chaplain recruiter came to our seminary to tell us about the chaplain candidate program. And he said that was a program for people who had their college degree already in graduate school 
that if they apply for the program, got accepted, they could become an officer, an automatic commission in the chaplain candidate program. And I was very interested, and I was asking him a lot of questions, and I remember him getting very excited. He thought he was going to sign me up right then and there, but unfortunately I had to ruin his day when I said to him, well, Father, this sounds great, but does the Navy have a program just like it? And he wasn't too happy to hear that, but I explained to him that my father had been in the Navy as a doctor, my little brother Jim was in the Navy at the time as a, an officer in, uh, in San Diego on a frigate, and he said, yes, the Navy does have a program, and it's in San Diego. I said, oh, boy, this is going to be fun. <laughs> so I asked my bishop, who was Archbishop um, Bevilacqua at the time, if I could apply for that program. And he said, yes, I will let you apply for that program, but don't even think about asking permission for active duty until at least five years after ordination. So I said, okay, that sounds fine. So I applied, got accepted, went to San Diego and loved it. And then for the next couple of years, while I was in seminary, I was able to do a little bit of active duty training during my vacation time. So it didn't interfere at all with school, but it gave me a taste of the Navy. And then at the five-year mark, I did ask permission to go active duty. And the story is that I, I loved being a parish priest, but I also thought it would be really great to be a Navy chaplain. So I wrote my letter in January to the bishop asking for a change, which is our custom for the diocese. And I didn't hear anything for several months. And then I very specifically remember I was kneeling down in front of the Blessed Sacrament, and I said, Lord, I love being a parish priest, but if you want me to be a Navy chaplain, I'm open to that as well. But either way, I'm happy. And the very next day, I got my letter from the bishop allowing me to go into the Navy. So that was in 2001, and about a week before 9-11, I went into the Navy. And that's how uh, I can always remember how long I've been in the Navy, as long as uh, the 9-11 attack happened to go. The Lord works in mysterious ways. Right. Well, you went on to have quite a career in the Navy, uh, Father Coffey. You uh, served in uh, Afghanistan, uh, in the Persian or Arabian Gulf. Uh, you were on the USS Ronald Reagan. Uh, you were in Japan on Okinawa, served in Norfolk at the uh, Coast Guard Training Center. And uh, the awards, uh, the Meritorious Service Medal, the Navy Commendation Medal with two gold stars, the Navy Achievement Medal with two gold stars, the Navy Service Medal, the National Defense Medal, the War on Terrorism Expedition Medal, the War on Terrorism Service Medal, and the NATO Service Medal, three battle E ribbons. That's quite, uh, <laughs> that's quite a rack you carry on your breast there, Father. <laughs> Well, that's what they call it in the military, and uh, I just, I never stop tired of telling people that I do feel blessed to have had this opportunity to serve as a Navy chaplain, to, to serve with the Navy, the Marines, and the Coast Guard, which is what the Navy chaplains can do, and I've had the opportunity to serve with all three communities, and it's been great. I've loved it. It's been fun. It's been an adventure. I think it's been good work. And I know, because I was also a recruiter for three years out of St. Louis, where I was actually visiting with bishops, asking them if they could release priests to the military, that I know that there are many priests who would really love to serve their country as a Navy or Army or Air Force chaplain, and they're not given the opportunity. Really, the main reason would be because of the pre-shortage. I've had bishops say to me they'd love to spare men, but they can't because they have such a great need in the diocese and the parishes. 
So I've never uh, taken it for granted that I've been able to serve as a Navy chaplain and go to all those places and, and, and serve the sailors, the Marines, the Coasties, and their families as a priest and as a chaplain. And it's been a really great career, and I've, I've really, I try to thank God for it every day. And the ribbons and the medals are just, uh, it's a way of showing people where you've been and what you've done. So how did you find out you had been appointed as an, an auxiliary bishop for the Archdiocese for the Military Services? Well, I've been telling everyone for the last few weeks that I have been really, truly humbled, and I've, I've used different words like overwhelmed, flabbergasted. You know, it's just been such a shock when it all happened. And the way it happened was I didn't actually hear the phone ring. I think I may have been in the shower, but I got a, a voicemail from Archbishop Pierre, the papal nuncio, and he said it was the Archbishop of uh, Pierre, the papal nuncio, to please call him. Now, I knew that name, but I'd never heard his voice, and it was a very foreign-sounding voice, not from Philadelphia, that's for sure. <laughs> and I was a little bit skeptical. I thought, well, I don't really know if that's true or not. I know there are some scams out there, and I just thought I, I better be cautious. So I thought, well... I'll call back, but if he asks for a donation for a charity, I'm going to be a little suspicious, so I'll ask him to uh, have the military archbishop, Brolio, call me. I thought that was a reasonable thing to, to do. <laughs> well, then when I got to work, I looked down at my phone, and there was a text from Archbishop Brolio saying to call him. I thought, wow, this is very confusing. So I did call Archbishop um, Pierre, and when he said to me, this is Archbishop Pierre, the Apostolic Nuncio, the Holy Father has appointed you to be an auxiliary bishop for the military services, do you accept? I was, I was dumbfounded, truly. So I started fumbling for my words, and I don't remember exactly what I said. So he asked me a second time, do you accept? And then I said, well, can I think about it? Can I pray about it? Can I ask Archbishop Brolio about it? I was really stalling for time, I think. And he asked me a third time, do you accept? And I thought, I think he wants an answer. So I remembered something I had read very early as a priest from St. Francis de Sales who said, seek nothing, refuse nothing. And I thought, well, I didn't seek this, but if the Holy Father wants me to help him as a bishop, I accept. So I said, accept. And then he said, Okay, great. Don't tell anyone you had this conversation for at least eight days because it's going to be released in Rome on January the 22nd. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't even tell my own family, and that was a very difficult week for me. Well, let's uh, bring our listener in on the background here. You have quite a big family. Oh, I do. <laughs> You're the fifth of nine kids, and you, how many nieces and nephews do you have 46. Now? 46 nieces and nephews and, and some grand nieces and nephews too, right? I, it's either 11 or 12, but it's now, <laughs> it's now having, I'm having a hard time keeping track of the next generation. So you had to wait eight days, and then what? Well, the, the letter did come a few days later from the Apostolic Nuncio, so it was official, but it said that the, the announcement would be made in Rome on January 22nd at noon, Rome time, which was 6 a.m. Philadelphia time. And I'm living in San Diego, which is 3 a.m. San Diego time. So I thought, I want to tell my family myself. I don't want them to hear from someone else. And I knew that this would, you know, spread pretty quickly with the Internet. 
So I thought, I'm, I'm getting up at 3 a.m. to call my family. So I did, and I called my oldest brother, Bill, first, and I went down the line from oldest to youngest. And when I called my brother, Bill, he knows the time difference quite well because he travels quite a bit. And he said to, I said to him, Bill, are you awake? He goes, I am now. <laughs> and he thought something very bad had happened. So with a quivering voice, I told him what happened because it was just so emotional for me. And he, he was emotional, too, and it was just such an unbelievable conversation to have with my big brother. And then I told all my siblings that way, and, and uh, they, were just, they were just thrilled, but they were, I think they were more shocked than I was. <laughs> so it's been, uh, it's been quite a whirlwind ever since. So you'll be ordained on March 25th, that's a Monday, at the Basilica of the National Shrine of the Immaculate Conception at 2 p.m. in the Upper Church. Right. It's a big church, so I hope a lot of friends and family can come down from Philadelphia and fill the church. That would be exciting. So looking ahead in your new role, what are your, what are your thoughts? Well, uh, as I told Archbishop Brolio, I really don't know what the job's going to entail completely, but that I would do whatever he needed me to do as one of his auxiliary bishops, and he thanked me for that, and I think he wants me to be in the role with uh, the um, Veterans Administration Hospital uh, to maybe be the, kind of like a vicar for the priest chaplains that work in those hospitals. I, I think that might be my, my assignment. Mm-hmm. A very so, important job. Uh, Lots of yeah, chaplains working in the VA medical centers. Right, and we have, we have so many veterans that have uh, de- dedicated so much of their lives to serving our country. So whatever I can give back to them in this new role, um, that's truly going to be an honor. I, I think it's going to be a lot of traveling, and I've already told my family they need to be praying for me harder than ever, and they've promised me that they will. So I'm, I'm just excited to get started, and uh, we'll see what happens. In the meantime, you remain on active duty. Right. That sort of complicates things because I have 18 and a half years of active duty which means I'm not yet eligible to retire because most people know you have to do 20 to to do a retirement. So what I'm going to try to do is uh, transition to the reserve and finish out my career as a reservist and uh, full-time bishop but part-time sailor. And hopefully that's going to work. And then in a couple years I'll be able to retire from the military for good and just dedicate my time full-time to being an auxiliary bishop for the military service. And on top of all that, you will soon be promoted to the rank of captain. That's right. I'm a captain select, which means I've been uh, selected for that rank, but have not yet pinned it on. It's been quite a a few weeks for you. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) It sure has. (laughs) Well, uh, thank you so much, Bishop-elect Joseph L. Coffey, captain select in the United States Navy. And uh, you will be joining the Archdiocese for the Military Services upon your Episcopal ordination on March 25th and uh, replacing outgoing, retiring uh, Bishop Richard B. Higgins, uh, who turns 75 uh, today, as a matter of fact. Wow. I'm going to call him. (laughs) And uh, so his uh, retirement uh, letter goes to to the Vatican and... uh, uh, whenever they decide to, to act on it. I, but I suppose once you're in the role, he's, uh, for the most part, uh, uh, stepping aside. 
And, uh, well, he has been a good friend of mine for the past 15 years, and I can't believe it's been that long since he's, since he's been a bishop. But as we all know, the time goes quickly. So uh, he's done a fantastic job, and I, I sure wish him well in his retirement. He surely has, and we're going to miss him here. Uh, and I should note to our uh, listener that you are talking to us from uh, San Diego, The as I think you mentioned earlier, uh, the Marine Corps Recruiting Depot, I believe. Yes, that's where I'm currently the command chaplain. Well, thank you so much, Bishop-elect uh, Coffey, and I very much look forward to working with you, and I'm sure I uh, speak for everyone else, all the staff here at the AMS. Uh, looking forward to your joining us and uh, our work together in the future. Thank you, Taylor, and I'm really looking forward to joining all of you as well. Thank you, sir. God bless you.